Hi, I'm Colleen. And I'm Ankit. And you're listening to the LDR Podcast. and welcome back to the LDR podcast. Today we'll be covering a topic that many people can relate to whether you've been in an LDR or not and that is ghosting. When you're in an LDR it can be especially frustrating and difficult to spot it happening. So today we're sitting down with Kristen Gappison from Kristen Cares to talk about her experience of ghosting in LDRs. So, Ankit, you're pretty lucky where you have not had any ghosting opportunity or any ghosting experiences, I should say. That's true. I've also not ghosted anyone. That (laughs) makes me very happy to hear. I would be super mad to know if you ghosted people. (laughs) Yeah, I just I find it very awkward, like the idea of it. I always, whether I want to break it off or I want to be broken off with, it's, uh, if I want to break something off, I would, if I want to break something off, I prefer to end it with some message or to say something about it. I just find it really awkward to just not say anything. It just doesn't feel, (laughs) it feels like something is incomplete. And I'm sure so closure it feels... is very important to you. No, but I mean, as uh, as the person who's breaking it off. So I cannot even imagine what it's like for people who are being broken off with. Via ghosting. Via ghosting. Because <laughs> it's just even more frustrating. I have certainly had plenty of experience with ghosting. And let me tell you, it's not fun being ghosted. There were several times where someone would ghost me and then sometimes a month later, one time eight months later, the person came back into the picture. And the most annoying part both of those times was that the guy like didn't even, or I guess one of the guys acknowledged that he ghosted me. Then we saw each other for a little bit again. And then he ghosted me again for a second time. And it was like, oh my God, okay. And then the other guy ghosted me for like eight months and then popped back in to my life like eight months later and sent a text that had no apology, no explanation at all. It just was like, hey, did you notice our mutual friend is moving? And it was like, (laughs) are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) yeah it's crazy but I suppose it's just I guess it's easier like if if you're the kind of person who likes to avoid confrontation and likes to avoid getting into any kind of tricky discussions I guess it's like is it really easier because like if if you don't just tell the person if you tell the person then it can just be done and over with but if you don't tell them and they keep reaching out to you then to me that's more stressful and it's longer (laughs) i agree like i said for me that is horrible 
I just don't like anything unsaid. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm just trying to imagine what it what the reason could be. Yeah. But it will be interesting to find out with someone who has more experience on this. Yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to hear Kristen's story because there is a big plot twist at the end. It is quite a doozy, really good drama. So we hope you enjoy our conversation with Kristen from Kristen Cares. Kristen Gappison is the host of the YouTube channel Kristen Cares, where she tackles long-distance relationships and faith. Anka and I even had the opportunity of being guests on her show. Welcome to the show, Kristen. We're so excited to have you. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. Why don't you start off with just a little introduction on yourself, where you're from, where you're currently living, and what you do. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Kristen. Um, I currently live in Canada, in Nova Scotia, but I'm originally from the Philippines. I was born in Saudi Arabia, so I was actually originally from the Middle East. (laughs) But um, I believe at that time, they don't take in citizenships unless you um, convert your religion. So um, I wasn't able to be a Saudi Arabia citizen. So I'm originally a Filipino citizen. And right now I'm a permanent resident in Canada. Um, what else? I'm 30 years old, so I had my birthday this year. Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> what I do, I actually teach dance and I teach fitness, but um, I do YouTube also. So I make long distance relationship slash faith content on the channel. And um, I use that to help other people who are also in their long distance relationships. Um, I interview people like what um, Colleen said. Um, I had them, I had the opportunity to have them on one of the episodes. So if you're interested to see Colleen and Ankit's face, (laughs) feel free to visit (laughs) the channel and check out the show that um, we had put out for you guys. Super cool. And we'll give them all of your contact information at the end of where they can find you. So that way they'll have it. But thank you so much for talking to us about this subject today. I think it's such an interesting topic and also one that's really uncomfortable for people to talk about. And there's like... you some weird shame and embarrassment around it. So I appreciate you being willing to talk about this subject. Yes, thank you. And I suspect it happens quite a bit because it's really easy to ghost someone when you're in an LDR, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Because you don't, you're, you feel like you're probably not going to see that person again. So you you can just do it guilt-free. Well, not guilt-free, but you don't have to face the consequences you don't yes. have to meet their face their friends. You don't have mutual friends in the same place. It's it's just easier. That's true. So I'm sure that happens a lot. Yeah, I mean it happens a lot. That happens to me all the time. Not in LDRs, just regular face to face dating. So, like you said, when you add in the distance, it just makes it so much worse. So yeah. why don't you give us a background on how you met the person who had ghosted you? Sure. Can we um... give him a fake name to make it easier for the? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's say um, Bob. Bob, perfect. (laughs) Sorry, Bob, if you're a Bob, you're listening. I'm sorry, you just wanted to use your your name. But okay, so Bob, um, I've actually had a few different instances of ghosting, and there are different levels of ghosting that I like to categorize them. But 
um, for the sake Ooh, of... break it down for us. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, <laughs> there are four different levels of ghosting. So um, I just wanted to divide them in four when I explain them because I think it would be easier for everyone else to understand it this way. So level one would be like the getting to know phase. Like you probably just had um, a couple dates or you probably had just gotten to know them. So um, the the intimacy and the deepness of your relationship is not that um, built just yet. And then level two would be like uh, you're you're in um, what this what do you call this? Like you're you know each other well or like you know each other better or you're forming a relationship and you're dating officially. And the third level it would be in a relationship. So this like you're probably together for years now or um, you've committed something to this person already. And then the last one, which I hope nobody goes through, is marriage. So um, that one's like a, an intense level of ghosting if you ever do that to someone you, you get married with. But so those are the four levels. And I've Have you heard of the, instances of that? Actually, no, which I hope it would never happen. Uh, usually it's just either divorce or separation. So I hope no one will go through it, through that. So there, um, I've been through the level one type and also the level three type. So the level one type. Um, I guess you can say it's somehow acceptable because we've only went or gone to a couple dates and I didn't really get to know him that much. So the pain level there wasn't that high for me to even feel that it's a it's a big deal. So um, there's also this thing where it's like, oh, we just we just met like twice or I just I didn't really know this person enough to um, feel mm-hmm. that there's a need for a formal goodbye. So I think that might be like the reasoning that they had in their head. So that's fine. The level three one, which is Bob, <laughs> um, that one was a little <laughs> bit more, um, more painful because uh, what happened was we were already in a committed relationship and we've been together for roughly, I think, a little less than a year. And we were already planning to get married and all that all that kind of stuff. And you could imagine like wow. <laughs> the amount of intimacy we had and the amount of um, connection we already mm-hmm. had. So. It was difficult because, like, I had this future, like, prepared in my head with him, and he also presented himself that way, but he just disappeared out of nowhere. So I'm, uh, that's how, that's how I want to categorize it. The level three, we were in a long distance relationship, we were committed, Mm -hmm. we were planning for marriage, and then he ghosted me. That's crazy. And, I mean, I'm sure most people listening know what ghosting is, but do you have just a definition overall that you can give people of just a general ghosting? Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. And I can even give them like an extra bonus uh, term that people use. (laughs) So um, ghosting is a colloquial term people usually use these days to describe an action where a person completely stops their communication with you, even if you have any attempts of reaching out to them or any type of... um, trials to you know make yourself known that you wanted to talk to them or connect to them and then they just completely stop or in these terms like colloquial terms you've been dropped basically um so the bonus term is called haunting oh haunting. um, (laughs) so there's ghosting and then there's haunting i think it's like a horror movie or something but um (laughs) it is scary to be uh ghosted so i i believe this term um grew out of it after you've been ghosted there's something called haunting so haunting usually happens after you've been ghosted and this is when the person does like this ninja um sneaky 
attack where they they still follow you or watch your stories or sometimes like your posts uh, or once in a while comment if they have the guts to do so so they're like just to, just for them to stay in your mind or in your head so that's really i think that's more savage in today's term than ghosting because like they drop you and then all of a sudden they're dropping hints again that they, they want to stay in your life like excuse me <laughs> you know so there there's ghosting and then there's haunting <laughs> that drives me more crazy than the ghosting of like if if you don't want to talk to me why are you still trying to follow me why are you still trying exactly. to keep tabs on me like oh that drives mm-hmm. me crazy it happened <laughs> which happened to me too <laughs> i suppose they think that maybe they won't notice <laughs> yeah mm. because there's no contact Maybe they're not checking up on me, but I can keep, I can stay in their social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Cause like I, I caught it one time. I saw Bob like check my, my, my day story one time. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm confused. So, so there, that's, that, that's what it means. And it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy, crazy world out there. <laughs> so back to Bob, how did you guys first meet? All right. So Bob and I, we actually met purely online. Oh, wow. So we never had the physical. Yeah, we never had any physical interaction. However, he told me that back in university days, like in college, he said that he saw me perform on stage in the Philippines because I used to dance. Right. And he said he saw me and then he um, he liked me. And then um, since then, he's had a crush on me, he said. And I asked him, why didn't you say hi or like you know, tried to at least say something, but apparently he had a girlfriend at the time, so he didn't really act on it, but he knew that he admired me. And then maybe he just... So wait, did you um, know of each other? I didn't know of him up until the point he actually messaged me. Yeah, (laughs) So he knew me, and then I didn't know him for quite a while, and then I believe this was already me working. So that's a lot of years, right? So he saw me in university college days and then he didn't do anything about it up until the point where I started working already, which was, I want to say in 2018, I was already working deep in my job. And one day he just messaged me and he's like, hi, where are you? What are you? Like all those like small talks. So um, at that time, he's in the Philippines. I was in the Philippines. And I think we were already trying to set up a date to meet up, but it never pushed through. Um, He set up a date and then I think it was raining really hard. So I was waiting for him to tell me like what time, but he never uh, messaged me. So I was like, okay, maybe he's not going to push it. But then he wasn't the only one messaging me at that time. So I didn't really like put in a lot of my focus into that. So I entertained other people and then I had to migrate. So that was like gone. And then while I'm in Canada, that's when he started really pushing for getting to know me more. And um, we... Mm -hmm. I think we started having a deeper relationship online 2019 going to 2020. So while there was a pandemic, we were together. Yeah, that was was crazy. crazy. Was your relationship entirely online or did you meet up a few times? Maybe did you meet online and then... I see. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so we... um, I've never seen him. He has seen me in person. I've never seen him at all ever. And then he 
made this move and then we started interacting online more. And at this point, I already had a lot of practice with LDR because my past two relationships prior mm-hmm. him were both um, were not purely LDR, but they were they both had LDR inserted into the relationship. So I already knew how to handle it. And so him presenting himself to be a boyfriend while he was like far away, I was like fine with it. It wasn't a big deal. And would you guys FaceTime at all? Yes. So we would um, actually we would always chat and then he would call me every day. (laughs) Every day we would call. He would voice message, voice call me every day. Uh, He was very, how do you say it, consistent. Mm. He was very consistent in his actions. Mm. Like he would always message me. He would always call me. He would even, we even came to a point where I told him, if you're really serious, you got to ask my parents blessings because that's a big part of our culture too. So he said, yeah, sure. So he got to talk to my mom. My mom got, his mom got to talk to me and I got to talk to both of them and my mom got to talk to both of them. So like, you wouldn't have any inkling of him ever ghosting me because like from the very start up until the point that he disappeared, he was showing me all these like green flags as people say it. And Mm -hmm. I never would have suspected that he would ghost. So if you're listening to the podcast and (laughs) you know, you're, you're, you're getting to know someone really make sure to get to know them very well because you just never know what can happen in between, even if they're showing you all the right things from the very beginning. And even if they're consistent. So you, you spoke to each other every day and I, I imagine you had, can you, can you describe what kind of communication you had? Was it, did it go into enough depth where you, really intimate in uh did you did you get a did you get to a certain level of intimacy or were you often at surface level conversations um yeah actually we did but um looking back I could definitely pinpoint some of you can say yellow or red flags that I saw looking back. (laughs) So at the moment, I didn't see them as anything that I should be worried about. And then looking Mm -hmm. back, I was like, hold on a minute, there are some things there that I should have caught, but I didn't. Okay, so we the way that we would communicate is um, at first, of course, it was just like small talks, what do you like? What do you not like? Yada, yada, yada. And then as we got to know each other, we got deeper into personalities. And then, um, like, our dreams, our fears, insecurities, even we listed all our insecurities and he showed, he told me his. So like if you're in that kind of conversation with somebody and you're, you have an attraction to them and they tell you their fears, their dreams and insecurities, weaknesses and strengths, you would, mm-hmm. you would feel a lot of trust towards that person because how, how can they trust me with that much information? And, you know, like coming from a woman's perspective, that's really admirable like wow he, he he's showing me that in his inner parts in his heart and for me that was like a good sign and so I also shared mine because he shared his so uh, I, I could say it was really deep because we even came to a point where he's like I want to get married to you we want I want to have a wedding let's have one in Canada let's have one in Philippines like he was planning all these crazy things which I was like okay sure if you're really serious about me then why not and um Looking back, some of the yellow flags were, okay, if I could list them one by one, I would. Okay, so the first one was (laughs) he would always call me, right? He'd call me every day. But the thing is, he would only 
call me during a specific time, and when I'm the one doing the calling, there were many instances that he wouldn't pick up. So I, I can't just call him randomly, you know? So so I guess you guys would know that that's kind of weird. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because if you're in an LDR, it should be like an open open thing. Like, Or even if you're going to be away or gone, you would at least let me know that um, you can't pick up the phone. I mean, I yeah. understand. Philippines is a third world country, so Wi-Fi is not readily available, unlike here in Canada where it's like everywhere. And so I understood at a certain point. So at that time, I was like, eh, maybe he's just, you know, without signal. Maybe he's at a place where he can't get Wi-Fi. So that's fine. But I noticed, like, looking back, it was always like that. Whenever I would call, it's like he would always almost never pick up. And then when he would call, I would make myself ready and available so that when he calls me, I'm there ready to present myself to him, you know. So mm-hmm. there's that's that's one one of the red or yellow flags. And then the other one was... Whenever I would ask him about like possible problems that could face us uh, or that could present itself to us in the future, he would always say, oh, don't think about negative things like, you know, like we can figure it out when it comes like, don't worry about that. And this was the time when the pandemic happened. And this was the time during Mm -hmm. Mm COVID-19. So obviously as a normal human being I would have my own problems <laughs> and I would have my own you know anxiety yeah. so I would ask him what's gonna happen to us am I ever gonna see you I even cried to him like we were doing a video call I cried in front of him and I said what if we don't meet each other what if we don't see each other because we already had plans of being together for good getting married and then he said don't think about that by December the vaccine will be out yada yada and and then don't worry, don't think about it. He would always push it to the side. And so I thought, okay, maybe he's just a positive person. Maybe he's just, you know, he's just not trying to dwell on the negative things. So maybe it's all right. So I, I just let it slide. But deep inside, I was like, I really want to talk about possible things that we could do so that if there's something mm-hmm. that could happen while this pandemic is happening, we can, you know, try to f- try to think of ways to meet still and get married still but he just never did so that's another thing um what else oh there's another one so the other one is he um i noticed that he would only call whenever he needs to ask me something or whenever he needs something from me like he he just got promoted from his job so sometimes he would ask me like to help him with whatever he was doing or like what can I say on this email, blah, blah, blah. So as a helping girlfriend, of course, I'd be like, yeah, sure, what do you need? So I'll help him formulate a certain sentence or whatever he was trying to say on on the email. And I would give it to him. But then it got to a point where it's like always like that. Like the, the point where we would catch up and talk about life and each other kind of lessened and drastically just faded away and trickled away as time passed by. And... Mm-hmm. Um, it even came to a point where my mom noticed that he would call less or that we, our conversations would be much shorter than what it used to be. So it drastically lessened from what it was from the beginning all the way up le- leading to the ghosting. And so, yeah, there were like things, different things and points in, in the relationship where I should have looked at it or seen it as something that I should ask him about or be wary about. But I just said i'll just understand because there's a pandemic and we're in an ldr of course it's harder but when it rose during those times i should have said something do you think it's possible that 
he was catfishing you in some sort of form. Like just these red flags are pretty consistent with catfish behavior. Yeah, it is pretty consistent. And um, I guess you guys will learn that later because <laughs> I actually now have an answer from him. <laughs> but I'll tell you guys later about that. So he goes it and now oh, wow. I actually have an answer as to why. But yeah, up until the, huh. I want to say January, I didn't have any answer. But anyway, so uh, yeah, some people would tell me, what if he just wants to marry you so he can go to Canada? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. What if he, he just wants to get with you so that he can fly there because it's a nice place to stay. I mean, a good Canada is pretty a pretty good place to live in. And so I was like, uh, maybe not. You know, like just seeing the good in people always and not mm. trying to judge a person. But mm -hmm. it might have been like some people kept telling me that. And even my sister in the Philippines, she I have two sisters, one here in Canada and then the other one's in the Philippines. She she was even telling me like, hello, you, your date here with him didn't even push through. And what more? You, you, like what more when you yeah. go to Canada? What, what made you think that he's going to go there and see you? You know what I mean? So she would um, mm -hmm. call him as like a drawing because um, in the Philippines, they have this term, <laughs> he's a drawing. Like it, it's just a drawing. You're never going to paint the picture. You know what I mean? Like it's just a sketch. Oh, I like that. Drawing. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's her term for him. So I was like, you never know. We might be able to paint it one by one. Like my vulnerable emotional yeah. self said <laughs> and yeah so uh there's a thing that's a thing with love like i mean you're ready to you know sacrifice and do all kinds of risks but at the end of the day you still have to remember to also love yourself and ask yourself if you truly deserve something that um this person is doing in your life so there's that <laughs> in terms of because i mean sometimes i struggle with the thought of marrying Ankit and then moving in and starting this life together when we've never spent more than a month together at once. What was your mindset marrying someone who you've never seen in person? It's super romantic, but also like as the realist, I'm like having a panic attack being like, oh, that's such a huge commitment to have with someone that you've never seen in person. And again, too, like chemistry online can be so different than chemistry in person. And I would just be so afraid. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can say I'm a really brave person. But no, um, um, aside from the romantic side, yeah, yeah, it's really romantic, right? If you think about it, like, whoa, we've never met. And then when we meet, we're going to get married. But um, I guess a part of it was, number one, I didn't get to mention this before, is when he started reaching out to me, I was in a phase of depression in my life. So um, you mm -hmm. could say that I was very vulnerable at that time. And during times when you are in this state of mental health, the first person to reach out to you and bring you out of that um, dark cloud um, is someone that you feel that you can trust. So that's one point. Um, I was vulnerable and I didn't take time to heal completely before I entertained him, which I should have. So that's a mistake on mm -hmm. my part. So if you're listening and you're still healing and you know that you're not completely ready to take on a relationship, you shouldn't because it could definitely affect your relationship in the long run. So if you don't want to hurt yourself and that person, I think you should heal first completely. And then the next part of that is I think I was bringing in some baggages that I had from a prior relationship. So my second boyfriend before Bob, <laughs> let's call him... Mm -hmm. um, 
John <laughs> or something. Sorry, John, if you're John. Um, so the second boyfriend, John, quote unquote, uh, at the time that we were in a long distance relationship, we were apart for about a year. So me and John, we were together for, I think, total four and a half years. And we were apart physically for about a year before he decided to break out, break up with me. And during the time that he broke up with me, I would always remember the sentence that he told me when he, we broke up. And that's when he said, um, you should not wait on me. And he said that I cannot, someone made me realize that I don't love you enough to marry you and you deserve someone who can give you that. So having that sentence in my brain, when I left that relationship, I think I mistakenly brought that into the third one with Bob. And so when he mm. presented himself as someone who wants to marry me or someone who's really committed to want to get married with me, like a switch triggered in my head, like, oh, yeah, this is the person that I deserve because, you know, mm -hmm. um, the previous one doesn't love me enough to do that. And then this next one, he does love me enough to do that. But again, mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, take time to heal completely first or finish what I had during a, that time. Because I felt that he was my joy. He helped me with my depression. I, I found a, a friend with someone during a point in my life where I didn't have any friends. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a difficult path to be in. And you just have to be really, really careful and get to know yourself first before you start allowing love again in your life. Because love is very sacred. And if you... you, you you know, if you handle, if you mishandle it, it could go different places and it could have consequences that are not beneficial for either you or your partner in the long run. So, so there. And how long were you and Bob seeing each other when the ghosted ghosting had started? Um, I want to say in the ballpark of 10 months. Wow. So we were talking and then 10 months we were is long. <laughs> it's really, really long. And if you're in a long distance relationship with someone for that long, you, you would have a sense of comfort already that, hey, this is this could be something special and this could lead to um, him becoming my future spouse. But of course, it didn't happen. And you'll find out later. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> so then when it was it one of those things that it started to just slowly decrease and then he just stopped responding completely to you? Yeah, so at first he was very consistent, like every day, and then long conversations, long hours of being on video call together, and then... But only on his, uh, only at his time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then also think, uh, we were, oh, I didn't tell you, we were already applying for his um, application for visa at that time. Mm. So I think we were applying 2020 February. Leading to March 2020, we were applying online together. He was filling up the form. He just couldn't finish it right away. So right in the middle of him filling up the forms, pandemic broke. And then the application was frozen. And then he just couldn't get to it any longer. <laughs> and and um, up until that point, and then leading to him getting promoted at work, that's when everything started to dwindle down. He got more busy. And then he just started to fade away and he just one day disappeared, like on a weekend someday. 
and I, I felt I remember feeling so confused and lost like that's the very first thing that you would feel when you've been ghosted by someone that you trust like lost I was like huh you know what I mean like where are you what's going on I messaged him I called him during the times that he would usually call me I know he's free <laughs> and I I did everything that I could in my power <laughs> and he just never picked up he never read the messages and I was like what what's happening yeah so Colleen and I often we call each other and we cannot pick up many times and that's completely normal but there is a follow-up to that that hey sorry I couldn't I was doing this or something it's never it's never just like let it go and just don't contact me without a reason mm-hmm. May, like it, it's fine it's just because no one is available all the time but also it's weird to have no response yeah well especially like you said for someone who you've been dating it's not like you guys were in level one like you were very yeah. serious and very yeah. committed to each other so for him to do mm-hmm. that's crazy but also the second red flag that she mentioned about not wanting to talk about the negative things i'm a pretty mm-hmm. positive person mm-hmm. but being able to talk about problems and what challenges lie ahead is extremely important for a relationship. Yes, I agree. And uh, yeah, especially if it deals with uh, being able to close the gap or something that relates to the relationship, because those are the things we are supposed to be thinking about. Exactly. So that is, that's pretty, it, I don't think just being positive means you ignore Mm-hmm. what's going to happen in your life you have to plan for it and mm-hmm. in and also even if i don't want to be bothered by it if my partner is anxious about something you talk to her so that mm-hmm. you you can you share you can share that burden give someone give her someone to talk to and mm-hmm. you know just have a conversation instead of just saying that's your problem you deal with it in your own time that's what it is when you say don't worry about it it sounds like a good thing but it really isn't i know and if you truly care about someone you would listen right yes exactly and that's that's something that i didn't um that's something that i didn't ask him about when i should have and the thing is I don't know. I just I ha- I put a blinder like shades on or whatever, and I was so caught up in that future moment of us getting married and me f- actually finding someone who will who's willing to commit to me, to wanna be able to shove that to the side and put my feelings aside and say it's fine if he doesn't if he doesn't want to talk about it it's okay, but it's not okay, and it took me getting ghosted for me to realize those kinds of things. And yeah, like I really learned a lot from that. And like you said, when when he just said that, let's not talk about it, I was really bothered. And I was like, I want to talk about it because what will happen from here on out is our future life together. Mm-hmm. And what about when we do get married? What about when we do have a family? What about when we do encounter problems? Are we just going to put it to the side and say, don't think about it, it's fine? Or are we going to discuss it and say okay these are the problems what can we do together to fix it and he just never 
was into that mindset. And yeah, it sucked, but <laughs> you know, you 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 learn things and from then on you you will know how to deal with those kinds of people or emotions once you're able to learn. So how did you get over this experience? You had just said that before Bob, the relationship that you were in left you with some baggage that you then brought into the relationship with Bob. Did you find that the baggage from Bob you've now carried forward into new relationships? I feel like the amount of trust, like it would be so hard to trust someone ever again. And of course you have to, that's life. You know, you're an amazing person. You deserve to find happiness and love out there. And, you know, you have the only way to do that is by trusting people, but oof, just to have your heart just, absolutely shattered like that how how did you get over it yeah um that's a really good topic to talk about and I would really be so happy to share the reason that I was able to rise above it and be able to see life differently and that for me is 100% my faith and um I don't know it's, it's just different when you have a perspective in this lens rather than just dealing life on life on your own and when the moment that I realized that it was just me controlling the stuff around me rather than allowing God in my life to lead me to the right direction allowed me to really say hey sometimes you just gotta let go and let God <laughs> it's cliche it sounds cliche because that's what people usually always say mm-hmm. but there's some truth in cliches that's why they're created and um what happened was after he ghosted me I felt okay so th- these are the feelings that I felt the first one I felt was I felt confused and I felt lost and then the next emotion that I felt was I felt rejected and abandoned And then the next feeling that I felt was guilt and shame because I felt that I was not worthy of love. I felt that I was ugly. I felt that I'm not capable to be loved any longer. And I felt that I'm not built to have a relationship anymore. And I felt that um, I've come to the end of it and I'm, I'm done. You know what I mean? And... This was at a point where, where I was turning 30 years old and I felt pressure from the outside world, which I shouldn't have been feeling because you can't really put age, love with age, you know. And so mm-hmm. I was like, God, I don't know what to do. I prayed hard and I was like, you know what, maybe from this on forward, it's just me and you. <laughs> I said, and I was like, Lord, if I'm going to get married at 50, that's fine. So be it. Or maybe never. I was welcoming the thought of being single, blessed the rest of my life. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And then after that, he showed me how much he loved me, like through his word on the Bible. And then as I got to um, know more about him and know more about his character, that's when I realized that I am worthy, that I am beautiful, that I am worthy to be loved, and that I can um, open up myself to another partner and to be able to trust someone again and I thought that was really beautiful and I was like wow <laughs> I never in my own humanly capacity can I ever do that to myself and put myself back up out there again and completely be able to trust and abound in love and I was like okay well 
here I am. I'm just going to move on from here. And funny thing is that moment when I started to say that I'm surrendering my life, that's the moment that I met my now boyfriend, wow. <laughs> which <laughs> which is crazy because we're also long distance, but he is in Canada, luckily, so we can meet. Closer and distance. I am in the East Coast. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He's in the West Coast. He lives in British Columbia and I live here in Nova Scotia. But it's funny because we met online purely as well. But the difference is this time around, I knew I was like I'm oh, I'm so sure this is the one. Like all the things that I've been praying for in a person, I never thought they could be in a person, you know? They could be like clumped in this one person. So I'll tell you guys more about that later. Um the reason why I told you that is because I could now explain to you the um the answer that I got from Bob. So what happened yes, was Yes, tell us when, all about it. Yeah. <laughs> So what happened was uh, my now boyfriend, his name's Jofet or Jofet. Hi, if you're listening to this podcast, just I just want to let you know that I love you <laughs> and thank you for coming into my life. <laughs> I love you like God loves you. Anyway, so uh, my ex Bob, he ghosted me, right? And what happened was when when he decided to ghost me, that's when I told myself, okay, he ghosted. I'm sad. I'm in the dumps. I got to do something about it. But this didn't take a day, okay? So this took like a while. So what happened, first thing that I did was mm -hmm. I knew that he ghosted because he would never not message me for over one or two days. And he ghosted me for so long, probably, I want to say in a span of two weeks, he just never said anything. And so I put, the first thing I did was put a deadline for myself. Like if he doesn't respond on this date, then I will tell him that I understand that you don't want me in your life anymore and that we could break up from here. And that's what I did. So um, I made sure that I put in a date because if I didn't put a date, I would put it off and just delay me wanting to heal, me wanting to get better. Mm -hmm. And so I put a date and then I messaged him on that date and I told him, hey, I know you don't want, um, I know that I've tried to reach out. And now I'm presenting this to you that if you don't respond to me by tomorrow, I would take it that you don't want me in your life anymore and that we'll break up. And I left him that message and I checked the message the next day and he read the message. So that means he read all my messages. He saw all my calls. He saw everything that I sent him, but chose not to respond. And so I was like, okay. Um, all right, so he he read it. He knows what I'm going to do. And so I'm breaking up with him. So I broke up with him and he saw it. He saw the message. The next thing that I did after that was I had to decide to like erase the nickname that I had put in for him in my contacts. So <laughs> I, I changed it back to his original name and then the emojis, I took it out just so it's back to clean slate. Um, mm -hmm. After that, I made sure to delete some of the trigger or memories or pictures that would remind me of us because I knew that if I kept them there, I would get stuck there and I would not heal better and I would not properly be able to move on. And so I did that. And then after that, I was like, okay, so from here on out, I'm just not going to think about it. I have to rest and embrace the fact that he is not going to answer me even if I have questions in my head. I have to come to terms to um, this point where 
I don't know the answers to all my questions and I have to I have to tell myself that it's okay to not get a closure that it's okay to not get a story that it's okay to not hear from him ever but I left him there I didn't block him because in my head if he wanted to message me in the future and tell me what's up then I'm there I didn't completely hate him but I knew there's something there so I just allowed him to stay in my friends list I didn't block him which is was actually smart you guys will find out soon um but if you were if you're in a situation where you're like oh, I hate him I'm gonna block him then by all means but for me that's what worked and so I left him there for a lot a long time and then when I got together you allowed him my- to haunt you <laughs> you know what that's also <laughs> I should have but I didn't I I didn't block him. I don't know. I just felt like he he would tell me something someday. But yeah, that also made some points for him to allow him to haunt me. So <laughs> there you go. But anyway, um, and so now that I'm together with my now boyfriend, he, you know that like status that you post that on Facebook where it's like in a relationship with this person. So. Uh, my now boyfriend shared that on his profile. Ooh, wait, guys. I didn't tell you another red flag. When we were together, Bob and I, he never he never shared the world about us. Like, he would never post about us. Uh, not that it's no. a big deal. But no, he would never put is... in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right? huge. So I let that happen. Mm-hmm. Again, this is like, someone oh, who's going just... to be... This is someone you're going to have be your future wife, but you're not going to tell anyone about it. One day you're just going to be married. (laughs) Also, I I feel like it matters a little more in a long distance relationship because you could just, you could live a completely other life. Mm -hmm. Like this could be like, I don't want to tell anyone. We can chat on this particular time time slot that I've given you. Other than yeah. that, I'm going to live my own life and <laughs> live a life where no one knows that I'm committed. It, it's a little yeah. weird. It's weird. I look like a side piece <laughs> or something, but um, I don't know. I'm crazy. I'm so, I don't know why I did that, but I'm learning. Okay. I'm growing guys. Okay. so <laughs> And so there, that's another red flag. So my now boyfriend, he did share me. He, um, he posted that so I shared that status with the rest of the world because I was so happy and I was so joyful and wanted to share everyone that I found the person for me and so get this it's so funny so I I shared it a couple of hours later guess who messaged me wow wow guess who (laughs) (laughs) what did he say yes it (laughs) <laughs> it's bob guys so it's, i think it's bob i was thinking it's bob but i wasn't sure <laughs> it's bob Go grab like it's probably bob <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for this okay so i'll tell you what happened okay so he messaged me right and he left me a message he said hi i'm i'm sorry to you and to your mom your dad your whole clan i just I wanted to tell you the reason why I disappeared. If you if you don't want to hear the reason any longer, and it's okay. I hope you're doing well. Take care. God bless. I'm like, seriously? Like, what? What's going on? And so I was like, <laughs> being the transparent girlfriend that I am, I told That's my now boyfriend. 
yeah, I was like, I told Jopet right away. And I was like, Jopet, um, my ex messaged me, the, go- the one who ghosted. What should I say? And here's the message. I took a screenshot and I sent it to him. He's like, oh, first tell him thank you. <laughs> I was like, why thank you? Because like, <laughs> he's like, well, he he ghosted you and now you're with me. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, makes sense. But um, I didn't say that. But anyway, he's like, okay, well, if you feel ready to talk to him, why not? And if you're not ready to talk to him, then, you know, give yourself time. But remember to, you know, be still be kind and stuff. He's also a Christian like myself. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, at this point, I like, I, I don't really care about Bob anymore. So I was like, okay, I'll, I just, I'm really curious what happened. Like, I just want to know why he ghosted. And so I I sent a message. I was like, hey, I forgive you. Yeah, just let me know. Oh, yeah, because he asked, sorry, right? So I was like, hey, yeah, I forgive you. I just want to know why you disappeared. And then he responded and he was like, oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> He said, oh, I'm so thankful that you didn't block me. I'm so happy you never did that to me because I'm still looking at your stories and I was watching your life from afar, blah, blah, blah. I want you to be my best, 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 best friend, tell you all of my problems and tell you everything that's happening in my life because I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Whoa. so I sent this again to Jovet and I was like, what is going on with this man? So I messaged him, I was like, Okay, um, Bob, I just want you to know that I am now with somebody that I see my future with, someone that I'm going to be committed with, and I cannot be your best friend. I can't be that person to you, and I hope you understand, and I hope you respect that because I can't give you that. I just really, really want to know why you ghosted and why you disappeared. And it's like, oh, okay, thank you, sure. And then I was like, all right, so... Um, he said he was going to call me. He said he's just at the gym and then he'll call me after gym. But at this point, I was so sleepy, guys. Like, I was, I just want to sleep. So I couldn't wait. I went to bed. I just, I couldn't wait. I was like, I'm so sleepy. I just got to go to bed. So I went to sleep. And then the next day, guess what? Oh my gosh. Guess what he told me when I woke up, opened the phone and checked my messages. He said, yo. I was like, my phone was stolen. <laughs> he said, yo. I was My like, computer broke. <laughs> why is this guy be yoing me at this point in time? Like, are we best friends? Like, why are you saying yo? So anyway, I was like, hey, sorry, I fell asleep. We can talk now. And so he called me and I was like, hello. And then he said, hi. I was like, looking at him, waiting for the answer. And then he was like, how are you? And of course, I couldn't lie. I was like, I'm really happy. <laughs> I said, because I was, I was really happy at that time. Even today, I'm still happy. So I was like, I'm happy. And he's like, oh, that's good. That's good. And so I was like, all right, so just let me know what what's up. And then he's like, okay, so I don't know how to tell you this. And he, he kept beating around the bush. He kept going, like, telling me all these small talks. I'm just like, I just want to just get to the point, please. Just let me know what, what happened. And then he said, okay, remember when the time that we became boyfriend-girlfriend? I was like, yes. He's like, all right. Okay. So, um, backstory. We got together October, twenty nineteen. Okay. So just keep that in mind. October twenty nineteen, and then he told me during the video call when he called me, he said, sometime around December, December, January or February. I'm not sure. Sometime within that time, I did something really bad against you, and I I just couldn't put to detail what I did, but I did something bad, and I just wanted to right the wrongs. I was like, okay. And he he was like, I'm really sorry. And I, I just I couldn't get myself to not talk to you still. And I, I, I wanted to make sure that I would tell you the reason some point at some point in time I just couldn't 
find the right time. And I was like, okay. And then he said, um, but yeah, I did something really bad and you don't deserve me. I'm a really bad person. I'm a douchebag, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, you are. <laughs> but, um, and so I just kept waiting for for the answer because I was like, what's what's up? What's the bad thing that you did? And then I was like, all right, so what what really happened? He's like, okay. So he, he finally, he got to a point where he's like, okay, I'm going to tell her. So he told me, he's like, all right, so the thing that I did that was bad that I just decided to disappear is because, um, so uh, uh, I got I got someone pregnant. <gasps> Whoa. That is, Whoa. <laughs> that is unexpected. Yeah, I was not. That's not. I was thinking maybe he cheated, but not that he got someone yeah. pregnant. It, it was more than that so okay well mm. i was like well, uh, okay did he put that on social media <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> he, he never shares anything that's a deal and um okay so backstory with the person he already had a child with a, a lady and when we became boyfriend girlfriend i didn't judge him for it like i know people could have that kind of situation in their lives and they could still you know be okay and some of my family members had judgments about it they're like are you really sure you want to get married with someone with a child that's a difficult life you have to you know um make sure that you would also love their child because they already have someone with them so I was like yeah so I, I put myself in that situation and I knew I even told him like I would still love you even if you have a baby your baby is like my baby and I love you both equally and so um and then now this girl that he got pregnant wasn't wasn't the first girl that he got pregnant. So this is another girl that he got pregnant. Hmm. And so I was taken aback because I would think it would be the, the first one, but it's not. It's another woman. And so I asked him, I was like, do you do you love her? And then he's like, no, I love you. Yada, 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 yada. I was like, wait, what? How you how you be telling me you love me? <laughs> and he, he was like, I love you still and I wanna one day if I bump into you I was I still wanna be able to say hi to you, blah blah blah. And like, yeah, no, I don't love her. And it was just a one time thing and all that stuff. And I was like I even became like an advisor to him. I was like, Well, you know, if you, you're gonna love someone, you have to commit your whole life to them. You can't be tempted every single time and mm -hmm. you know, just go on impulse and do things out of your own will. And he was like, Yes, yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. And then, so I just decided to disappear. I thought it would be better because you don't deserve me. And I just, I thought it's the best thing to do. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, some, at that point, I was like, yeah, all right. So thanks. The funny thing, oh my goodness. The funny thing was when, when I was going to hang up already, I was like, bye. You know what he did? <laughs> he did, he, he said this, bye. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why you be blowing me some kisses? Like, excuse me. And so I, I pressed the button like right away. I hung up right away because I felt, I just felt so uncomfortable with the whole thing. But at least I already knew the answer. But when I told my family about it and my friends, they, you know how protective friends and families could get? They're like, he's so selfish. Why did he only just tell you when he knew you're happy? Why? Why would he, you know, like say those things when when he, he knew you already had a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Or like 
yeah tell him he doesn't deserve you at all but i'm like you guys it's it's over you know like it's done at least i know the answer and some of them were like yeah at least you you got you have like, closure closure yeah so they're like i was like that this is so crazy this is something you'd see in the movies like i can't believe this is happening to me it's but so yeah, crazy was, such a wild ride. story why don't mm-hmm. you leave us with some final advice for people who are dealing with ghosting in their own LDRs? All right. So, hey, guys, for those who are listening, dealing with their own ghosting in their long-distance relationships or online dating, the first thing I want to say is to first accept the fact that they're gone, okay? Because if you keep dwelling on the fact that Maybe I'm going to get an answer. Maybe they're going to text me back. Maybe this, maybe that. You will never be able to fully move on. And if you get stuck there, you 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 potentially won't be able to meet the person that's meant to be for you. So that's the first thing I want you to know. Accept the fact they're gone. They're, they're a ghost for a reason. They're invisible. So don't keep looking back. Start to learn to love yourself and start doing things that would help benefit you first because here's the thing you can't fully love a person until you're able to love yourself how are you Mm -hmm. going to do or perform something that you haven't learned yourself how how can you be patient with the person you're going to be married with or a person you're going to be boyfriend girlfriend with if you can't be patient with yourself or kind or truthful or loyal or faithful or, you know what I mean? So don't be in a rush to get in a relationship or a love life just because you feel that you're old or you feel that you're running late or you feel that there's nobody out there meant for you. Because there are lots of voices and pressure and things that this world will put you in and say, oh, you will never meet that person. Oh, you're too old. Oh, this, oh, that. Don't believe those things. They're not true. They're lies. And so just start by where you are. Start where you are. Say that they're gone. Embrace it. Say that um, you're going to move on from there. Say that you're going to want to grow first as a person and heal first as a person. And then when you're truly ready and when you know that it's time, it will present itself to you. You won't even have to look. Maybe like you just, you know, because you're so busy dealing with yourself, getting yourself healed, improving as a person, being better that one day you'll just see that person that you've always prayed about or dreamed about right there. Doing the same thing, like getting better, too, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, another thing that I want to add is if if you don't put yourself or give yourself a deadline, it's going to be harder for you to move forward because that's the thing that helped me the most during this ghosting the deadline the date that was a yeah that was a good idea Mm -hmm. because I mean it's for like my own peace of mind you know um if I didn't put that date there I'd just be floating about and waiting for myself to get healed rather than say this is the time this is what I'm gonna do well put the control back in your your hands so that way it wasn't up to him to just wait to see if he ever texted you back it was up to you to decide okay this is the date that I'm choosing for myself to say that it's over Mm -hmm. exactly like it empowered me in a way too because Mm -hmm. I was like 
you know, I was the feeling of abandonment could be so detrimental to a person that it leaves you not wanting to do anything. So me putting the date allowed me to do something. And me putting the date allowed me to say that even if I feel the worst, I can try to move on and heal from a broken heart. So there, if you're listening, do that. Do that for yourself because you deserve it, okay? You're beautiful, you're valued, <laughs> and one day you're just going to find that love you deserve. And then lastly, uh, before we go, I just want to say that this, you, if you're listening, this is the time that you need to start doing something. Don't, don't think that just because you got ghosted that that's shameful. There's nothing shameful with loving someone purely, genuinely, and fully, only to be left behind. Because if anything, it's more shameful on their end, the person that left you. So don't feel that you're less of a person just because you were ghosted. Come out and tell the world you were ghosted. Who cares, you know? Be be confident about it because at least you did something genuine. You did something um, that was real. And then you were left behind. You never know how many people out there have been ghosted and you never know what your experience could do to inspire somebody else. And if you didn't take a leap of faith to voice that out you wouldn't see that there's also this person experiencing it this person this person this person you don't know how many people you could help with your story so you know don't be shy about it own it and learn from it and that's what i did <laughs> that's awesome that that's excellent advice thank you so much Kristen, for being on today and being so vulnerable and so open about your experience please tell the listeners where they can find you and your amazing new show all right, so you guys can find me on YouTube mainly. That's my focus channel. You can search Kristen Cares. It's spelled as C-R-I-S-T-I-N, and then Cares would be C-A-R-E-S. And on the channel, I speak about long-distance relationships. I just recently launched a new show called Kristen Cares Calling, and I called people in the LDR community and interviewed them. I asked them their story. I asked them what happened to them, and I asked for their advices as well so that they can help the people who are watching. So Colleen and Ankit were there. I believe they're in episode five, and we talked about their engagement and all the things that happened in between. So if you're interested in their story, feel free to go check that out. Um, more than that, I've also created a new series just this February on Valentine's Day. It's titled Ghosting Away, and it's ah. related to this topic. So <laughs> Ghosting Away series is um, a place for people to be able to process their ghosting experience. I made it so that people could learn about their own emotions. There I explained signs that could lead up to ghosting. I explained the reasons why he or she would ghost you. I was able to also interview a psychology major so that we could ask them the reasons behind why people would ghost so if you are someone who is serious in processing your emotions and your situation with ghosting or breakup in your long distance relationship then you might like the series and um this march or april towards the end of the month i'll be also having a new series called your god's best so in that one i'll be talking about more about faith and online dating godly online dating um, long distance relationships and how to prepare yourself in finding your future spouse so if you're interested in that you can check that out kristen cares is across many platforms you can find me on instagram 
Pinterest, TikTok, Clubhouse. Um, I have a website as well. You can just type the same name. But I believe my main channel is YouTube. So if you're really interested in that, go ahead and see it. Check it out. Subscribe if you like the show or if you like the content that I've made. And don't forget to also follow the LDR podcast because they're doing such amazing things. And I just I saw your recent uh, review <laughs> of a movie. So if you guys are able to see or listen to their episodes, that would be so, so amazing. Well, thank you so much. Again, it was so great having you on today and being able to talk to you about this. The story was so interesting and total plot twist (laughs) at the end. I know. It was. (laughs) It was. This juicy drama. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like a K-drama. Exactly. (laughs) Well, take care, Kristen. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.